there's something about my patterns that are connected to my beliefs that are connected to my mindset. And how do I change the mindset so I can change the beliefs and change the patterns and so that I can get somewhere different, right? Because none of us want to be in that space where we're doing insanity. Welcome back to the Essentially You podcast. I am your host, Dr. Marisa Snyder, and I'm going to help you rock your hormones and feel great in your body so that you can reclaim more energy, vitality, and joy and become the CEO of your health. Let's jump on in. Limiting beliefs used to rule my mind and my life. I'm not here to say that they still don't to some degree, but just not to the degree that they used to in my 20s, even in my early 30s. Like many of us, these beliefs started when I was pretty young. I remember being told by family members and teachers and really people around me that I simply wasn't smart enough. Nobody was betting on me, so I thought the same. Even when I turned it all around in high school and graduated with honors and got a full academic scholarship from multiple schools, I kept playing small because I didn't have the right mindset in place. I was succeeding because I was in survival and scarcity mode. I was succeeding because I needed a way out of the abuse and the isolation and the hurt. The only real advice I remember getting growing up was that I was told that in order to create any level of success in anything, that I needed to work extremely hard, hustle, grind, and sacrifice, that it was never going to feel good. That was the secret to success. Success was only achieved by working extremely hard and burning yourself out. And I was also told that once you had it, you would need to fight to keep it, that it would always be a constant struggle to maintain what I had. Basically, if I didn't struggle for it, I wasn't worthy of it. I don't know if this is something that you've ever been told, but this is something that permeated in my cells for years. And I took the advice very seriously. For well over two decades, I made sure to struggle and push and fight to create some level of success, and it was exhausting. Needless to say, I was burned out, tired, and felt anxious more often than I felt good. I was in a constant pursuit to push for success, and I believed as long as I was perpetually busy, I was working towards something meaningful, except it rarely felt good, and I didn't ever feel happy or satisfied. As a result, I got a lot of disruptive health issues, chronic fatigue, migraines, pain, autoimmune conditions. I mean, the list is pretty extensive. And it wasn't until I was pretty chronically sick that I knew I needed to do something different, that the beliefs that I had held on to, that the way that I have operated in those beliefs were simply not serving me anymore. And it's interesting that many of us really need to experience that dark night of the soul in order to bring about some change really a new way of thinking and a mindset. So I'll never forget the day that I realized that there just had to be another way. Clawing and sacrificing and running until I burned out was simply not worth it anymore. And I finally realized that there were people out there that were creating success on their terms with a very different mindset. Now, I didn't know how powerful mindset was until I shifted my beliefs about myself and what success really was. For the last seven plus years, I've been focusing on experiencing more gratitude and abundance by releasing a lot of my limiting beliefs and negative blocks. Honestly, the negative self-talk wasn't serving me anymore. And it hasn't been seamless, but man, it has made such a massive difference. Experiencing abundance and relishing and feeling good has become a massive priority for me because the latter is just not worth it anymore. And something I learned a couple years ago, actually a couple days ago, rather, from Brene Brown's newest book, Atlas of the Heart. 
that gratitude and joy feed off each other in an upward spiral. Meaning the more gratitude that you have for everyday experiences, the more joy you will experience in those everyday simple moments. Because joy is an instant feeling that you get when you're relishing in an experience. For example, I just love this example that just happened about a week ago. I was pushing Kingston on a swing a couple a couple days ago, and I got to witness him experience pure joy as I was pushing him on the swing. And sometimes I can push him a little bit higher because he really loves to go a little higher. As he was getting to the top of the, of the arc of the swing, he leaned back. And he closed his eyes and he had this big smile on his face. And I could tell that he was living his very best life and savoring the moment, that he was just in pure bliss. And I remember thinking to myself that he was was just in it. And I wanted to make sure that I didn't interrupt him so that he could soak it all in. And it just felt like such a good place. I remember my little heart just swelling up just watching my son have the very best time. Just such a simple pleasure by just being on a swing and just loving that moment. So what I want to talk about today is really cultivating that mindset. And I've invited Cheryl, Dr. Cheryl Woods to come in and share her biggest insights because I believe that each and every one of us could use more tools in our toolbox around mindset. Now, what I love most about Dr. Woods is that she doesn't hold back and she gets into the nitty gritty about what it takes to inspire action from that place of an abundance mindset. Because so often people will tell us to shift our beliefs or to shift the negative self-talk or to create a more positive mindset, but they don't break down the details to how to really get there and then to really step into the life that we really want once we are feeling that that mindset has shifted. And this is exactly the stuff that she's going to be talking about today. Now, before I bring Dr. Woods on, I want to quickly sing her praises. Dr. Cheryl Wood is a two-time TEDx international empowerment speaker, a 19 best-selling book author, which is a lot more than me. She specializes in empowering women globally with the tools to master their mindset in order to master a life that they love and that they are in love with. Dr. Woods teaches women strategies to boldly pursue their biggest dreams, face their fears, challenge their negative inner talk, and develop increased confidence on their journey to living a life of passion and purpose. She believes women owe it to themselves to pursue their possibilities even within fulfilling their responsibilities so that we can have it all, right? That's exactly what she is painting the picture for us today. And that is exactly what she is going to break down for us today. So without further ado, let's welcome Dr. Cheryl Wood to the show. Welcome to the Essentially You podcast, Dr. Cheryl Wood. Honey, how are you doing today? I am phenomenal now that I'm talking to you. So thank you for having me. No, thank you for coming on and talking about mastering our mindset. Oh, we need this more than ever today. And what we're going to be speaking into is how we can really leverage mastering our mindset to manifest, to create our very best life. And I know that you model that to your family and to audiences everywhere. I, I, I've watched one of your TEDx talks. Uh, you, you were a two-time TEDx speaker. So incredible. And I would love to just start, you know, Dr. Cheryl Woods, I would love for you to share kind of what was the defining moment for you when you were just like, you know what? I, I want to set people up for success by really giving them these tools. Yeah, um, for me, it was when I discovered that there was something more to life than just existing 
I think that alone is detrimental to your health. When you are literally just moseying through life in limbo, you're not really clear or certain about your passion, your purpose, and you can feel that void inside because I believe all of us will have some level of a void. For some of us, it just surfaces stronger at certain points in our life and seasons in our life. But all of us will have that void at some point where we're like, what else is there? I think every human being at some point in their life will have that question. Every woman will have that question. What else is there? And that's where I was in in the space of my journey, uh, which was about 12 years ago now. And I was just in that, hey, I'm a mother, I'm a wife, I love all those things, but there's something missing. And I couldn't figure out what it was because a part of me challenged that idea that something could be missing because it seemed like I had everything. I had a decent job. I had the husband. I had the children. So life seemed good, but it was that internal fulfillment that stems from finding the thing that's your passion, your purpose, and that allows you to create legacy. And so for me, it was becoming aware of that and then giving myself permission to feel that way, that yeah, it's okay for it to look like everybody else. It looks to them that you have everything and you shouldn't be rocking the boat and you shouldn't be complaining about anything, but it is okay to acknowledge that there's something deeper. There's something connected to you as a woman that you want to fulfill that's connected to your individual legacy as a woman that you want to fulfill and that it's okay to go on a search for that. That in itself connects to mindset, the mindset of, you know what? I'm worth that. I'm I'm worth that search. I have the right to be curious and I have what it takes to manifest whatever it is that I am in search of. So for me, it was sitting at a desk still in, in corporate America and just existing knowing that there was something else I was supposed to be doing, just not knowing what it was at that point, and certainly not knowing how I was going to get from where I was of existing to a space of fully living life all out. Mm. Oh, I love this. I feel like you've just given us all permission, like to let go of whatever society said, to let go of the naysayers. Maybe it's your mother-in-law, maybe it's your sister or somebody who's like, but yeah, but you got, you have everything. You know what I'm saying? You know, and you, if, if there's this, that, that feeling, if there's this inkling, if there's this deep knowing that there's more for you than there is. And there, and as you said, there is for all of us. Yeah. And as, as women, so often we are, I feel like we're almost taught, it's ingrained in us to always put ourselves and our feelings and our emotions on the back burner to make everybody else feel okay, to appease everyone else and make everybody around us feel comfortable. Um, And so it requires you, you getting uncomfortable because when you come to the front and say, no, there's something else that I want. In addition to these great parts of my life, I love being a wife and I love being a mother and I love being a sister and I love being a daughter and everything that that brings to my experience of life but I also know that I was birthed for something greater. Again, that's connected to my unique lane of brilliance and to my legacy. And it spans beyond these titles that I have. And that is uncomfortable in itself for you to acknowledge and own that. And then to be okay, making other people feel uncomfortable that you're saying, but I'm not done yet, but there is more. So we've got to, we've got to kind of break through those ceilings of feeling like we always have to put ourselves on a back burner and make other people feel comfortable in whatever seems to be the norm or the status quo. Hmm. I want to a little I want to dissect a little bit cuz I was thinking about, you know, just holding the emotional capacity for everybody. That's not the doing and the mental capacity for everybody either, right? That's a whole other job over here that, you know, that you are running, running the show. Um, but then you, you connect into that. Oh my gosh, there's something more for me. 
I want to know, Cheryl, honey, how you, you were doing all the things, right? You got, you got the, your job, you're the wife, sister, family, you got your family, you got your three kids and you're like, mm, something's calling to me. Something's pulling to me. And, and you know, the, clearly there's the discomfort, not sure the not knowing. And then like, how the heck I'm clear, how the heck am I going to do this? How the heck did you do it? <laughs> I worked on this thing right here. I really did work on my mindset because I didn't want to just keep falling into the same slump over and over Mm -hmm. again. And I, you know, at some point you got to get tired of hearing yourself say what you going to do. And I say Mm -hmm. it just like that. Cause as women, as we are, I'm, I'm gonna, yeah, I'm sure this going to be my year. And then January come again. Oh, this is, this is the year of the woman. And we make all these declarations and we do nothing about it. So I kind of got tired of hearing myself make declarations about what my life was going to be and what I was going to do. And I just was like, you know what? I got to shift. There's something about my patterns that are connected to my beliefs that are connected to my mindset. And how do I change the mindset so I can change the beliefs and change the patterns and so that I can get somewhere different, right? Because none of us want to be in that space where we're doing insanity. We don't want right. to do We're insanity just in life. Going in circles. Yeah. Over and over again, running on the treadmill and going nowhere. And so I started reading books. I would intentionally go to, and this was, you know, 12 years ago. So bookstores still existed. <laughs> you could actually go to the bookstore and read a book. And I would go to the, and I lived in the bookstore. Mm. I started immersing myself. And, and mind you, I've never been an avid reader. That was never really my thing. I comprehend very well, but I'm more of a skimmer. And I found myself going, transitioning from a skimmer to almost an avid reader. Like I was so engrossed in every word of every book that I could find about mindset, about personal development, about fulfilling who you are on the inside, about self-awareness and growth. I mean, it opened up a whole new world. It's almost like when we tell our kids to read because it opens up your imagination and you start to be able to become more aware of what's possible and and you dream a little bit bigger. And that's what was happening to me. The more I immersed myself in those books about self-awareness, about self-growth, about personal development, about mindset, I was, wow, I was unconsciously shifting my mindset about my own beliefs, which would, in fact, it would cause me to align my actions in belief with the, in in the alignment with the beliefs that I was starting to develop. So it works. Now I'm not saying it happened overnight. It didn't. It took time. It took consistency and doing the same thing, repetition, which sometimes we get tired of doing things repetitively. But if the end result is going to be a better version of you, a healthier version of you holistically, then yeah, I'm going to keep showing up and doing that thing repetitiously. Mm, mm, that's so powerful. And I love that you just speak into it's consistency. Everything is built twice, right? First in our mind. And then, and then we execute on it. We take action on it and it becomes the thing. And, and I love that you're speaking into of like, where do we even start? And you're like, for me, it was books. I needed to be reminded of what was possible for me. I needed to shift the way I thought about it all and adopt new belief patterns then taking action from those belief patterns, which is so powerful because so often we don't realize that we've got to change the way that we, we actually think about things. You know, what, whatever we were told, especially girls, whatever we were told as young girls, whatever, whatever was, was taught to us of an older generation, you know, it doesn't stand anymore. It didn't stand then either, to be honest, never stood, but like, we just bought into it more. (laughs) That's it. We bought into it. And, and, and that's because of 
what was instilled in us, like you said, and what we were taught from our parents. And we typically embrace and accept what our parents teach us. And they only teach us what they were taught. (laughs) So at some point, you've got to be bold enough and courageous enough to say, okay, I'm going to break this cycle of whatever these toxic patterns are. Um, And sometimes we don't even realize they're toxic until we end up in a state of depression. And we realize the things that we've been doing all along that we thought were fine, putting ourselves on a back burner, saying no to ourselves, saying yes to everybody else, not really walking in alignment and making our souls feel good uh, and fulfilling our, our internal that, yeah, that leads to all the bad stuff that we're trying to get away from, the, the toxic stuff that just destroys us from the inside out. So at some point, you've got to be courageous enough to confront uh, the very things that were taught to you and that you believed in your whole life and kind of un- unpack those things and undo those things and create something new. Mm. Now, and I'm, I'm guessing, I know that not everyone listening are avid readers. Maybe they're <laughs> avid listeners. Hopefully that's that's the case. <laughs> um, I, I'm a big reader, but I, you know, today as a mom, I, it's audible. If, if you're booking on audible, I'm not listening to it. I'm so sorry. <laughs> That's it's not too. My life is too busy. I'm always yeah. on a train, plane, some going somewhere, traveling, speaking, and so I'm like, yeah, I need it. I need it on audio. <laughs> Let's say you know they, again, it is it is crunchy. You know, dismantling these beliefs, dismantling this automaticness of our mind and the mindset that we've got is just running on automation. You know, just it's a loop that just keeps on rolling. What are some things that we besides reading? Because I know that you've got some really great tools, and one of the tools that you have really helped um, women to master. People to master is through affirmation. And I'd love for you to speak into, because I feel like that's such a micro, a massive, like the juice is worth the squeeze there is what I'm trying to say. You know, (laughs) you don't got to read the whole book. You can, you can really tap into this tool. Thanks. (laughs) The juice is worth the squeeze. Oh, that's, that's what Oprah would call a tweetable. That is a tweetable. I love that. Yeah. Affirmations are so powerful. They, and they really work. And so I'm so happy that you asked me that because sometimes people do feel like affirmations are kind of this hocus pocus, you know, magical thing that only certain people can get access to. And I'm like, no, it's something real. It are It's basically these short, powerful, positive statements that really help you to get into a mind frame of challenging and overcoming negative self-sabotaging thoughts that keep you stuck in the old way and the old patterns that no longer serve you well. So I always believe that and and know from firsthand experience that affirmations position me to divorce what no longer serves me well. Because what I'm doing is I'm putting into my mind this new thoughts that become this new belief system that anything that I desire, anything that I wish, whether it's good health, whether it's wealth, whether it's abundance, whether it's prosperity, whether it's peace, whether it's joy, whether it's happiness, whatever the thing is, that I have the power to create that inside in my mind first. And then again, to align my actions with those beliefs so that I manifest the very thing that I am affirming. So when you're talking about creating it, you're talking about creating, again, these short, powerful statements. So, and I love doing the I am, you know, I am enough. I am worthy too. And I fill in the dots. And so your dots, your dot, dot, dot is going to be different than my dot, 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 because what you're seeking might be different. What you desire, the void that you feel might be different, but you get to fill that in. And that in itself is empowering. To know that you have the right and you have permission to fill in your dot, dot, dot. I am worthy. I am enough. I am capable. You know, I believe in my dreams. I believe in myself. 
I know who I'm called to be. I love myself for who I am, but I know that there's greater in front of me. Like I speak those affirmations consistently over my life. And what's happening is subconsciously, your subconscious mind is starting to receive the thing that you keep replaying over and over and over and over again. So if you have something constantly on replay, at some point, you're going to start to believe it. And that's what happened in my journey. I went from a space of feeling unfulfilled, feeling like I was existing, feeling like I knew there was something more for me in all aspects of my life, my spiritual well-being, my health, my wellness. You know, I've released 105 pounds from my body. I'm 5'3". That 105 pounds was weighing me down, but I had to tap into the power of affirmations that I am worthy of having the best health that I possibly can. I am worthy of being able to do the divine assignment that's been placed on my life and I need my health intact to do that. And I'm worthy of that, of having that type of health that allows me to get on a plane and travel and run through the terminal from A21 to A61 like I just did a couple days to ago. To catch that next flight. <laughs> and that, right, and not be winded and not be exhausted while I'm doing the thing that is the calling on my life. So everything for me is affirmation-based. And it's so funny because there's a study I remember. And if I recall correctly, the study, the study showed that about 80% of the 50,000 subconscious thoughts that you have in a day are negative. Mm, mm-hmm. If 80% of the 50,000 subconscious thoughts that you have are negative, that's a lot of negativity. And so if you do not replace it with something, if you don't disconnect and unplug from the negative thinking and thoughts and then find a new outlet, right? Because if we unplug something, if I unplug my cord to my phone because this socket isn't working, I'm not getting the juice that I need from this socket. Well, I don't just unplug it and leave it. I'm trying to figure out how do I get back on 100%. That means I got to go and I got to plug it into a new socket, a socket that's actually going to give me the juice that I need. We should think of our thoughts the same way. If I'm plugged into this thing and this thought set and these beliefs and these patterns, and it's not giving me what I want, and it's not producing the life that I want physically, spiritually, and mentally, emotionally, morally, all of that, every aspect of our life, then let me unplug it from that socket. But then I got to be looking for a new socket. So for me, affirmations became my new socket. Mm, I love that. So powerful. When I think about, like you said, that repetition, the reason why we have beliefs and the reason why we 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 have the thoughts that we have, it was repetition as kids. It was repetition, you know what I'm saying? So like that, that was repetition too. Didn't serve you, you know, or served you up into a certain point, you know, and now, you know, now we're up leveling with these new thoughts. Um, when you were choosing your affirmation, Cheryl, was it a feeling you were looking to feel? Was it, was it something that you were like, you'd like when you hear that, when you, when you, it's like, you, you're like, oh, I tapped into something. Or was it like that you knew that you wanted to go in that direction. So you wanted those affirmations to get you there. I was just curious if there was little things we should be looking out for. Cause I know some affirmations don't always feel like they're landing for some. Okay. So I'm going to be very, very honest and transparent. Yeah. Um, when I first started saying affirmations, I was just trying to challenge my norm. Yeah. I was trying to disrupt everything I'd always done. So I'd never used affirmations. So I'm like, okay, how's that working for you? <laughs> so if it's not working for you and you're not manifesting what you want and creating a life that you're absolutely in love with, then let's try a different way. Okay, let's try the affirmations. So initially when I started saying the affirmations, no, it didn't land. I was literally just saying something. You might as well have given me a sheet of paper and said, read this. Mm-hmm, I am mm-hmm. enough. I am worthy. I am. Hmm. And I'm, I'm kind of like sighing at the end of it. Like, yeah, you know why? 
Because in that moment, my reality was not reflective of the words that I was saying. So that makes you question, why am I even saying these words like this? And that gets into the, does this even work? Is this really real? This is some, you know, hocus pocus stuff that somebody said we should do. Or it's just maybe it's not going to work for me. Like I wasn't, it wasn't meant for me. You know, it's that worthiness or lack thereof. Yeah, it's the, the way. Oh, it worked for her and it worked for her and it worked for him, but it'll never work for me. Mm-hmm. So I was, I was that person. This, this stuff is, man, I don't know why people tell you that, oh, what you say. And I just didn't believe in that stuff. I'm like, that doesn't do anything. But six months into it, you hear me? Like not two days later, not or two, two weeks, weeks later, not, no. two, like, not two months later, six months of consistently saying the same thing. Because after I said it, when I first started six months previous, I still had to get up. I still had to go to the job that I wasn't in love with, that I hated. I still had to punch a time clock, build somebody else's dream. I was still living this chaotic life of dropping my kids off at six in the morning, not picking them up till six at night, feeling like I was a horrible mother. Like there was all the chaos and mess in my life was still there. So what was the affirmation really doing? But six months in of consistently saying it anyway, which was me challenging my own belief system, to, to not even believe that it was going to work, but to do it anyway, just to give myself something new to look forward to. Something happened. I'll never forget. I woke up that morning and I said the same affirmation. And I would, I would before I even got out of the bed, I would open my eyes and I would just thank God for life and breath. And I would just say, mm-hmm. I am a magnet for success. I am a magnet for wealth. I'm a magnet for abundance. I'm a magnet for all things that are amazing in life. And somebody somewhere in the world is waiting for me to show up and step into my brilliance. And I used to laugh as soon as I said it because I had to go to work. And about six months in, I said it and I didn't laugh. That's mm. when I knew something had shifted inside of me because instead of laughing, my immediate response was, okay, well, you know, yeah, you are a magnet for success. Yeah, you can have whatever you want. Yeah, and I started standing up a little bit taller and I wasn't shrugged over kind of saying it. I'm like, Yeah. And I'm like reaffirming myself based on the belief that has now started to be created inside based on the affirmations that I was saying out loud, even before I ever believed it. So yeah, it works. There's something that happens. There's a shift that happens inside before you can. And as humans, we're we're taught to, if something is working, you should be able to touch it, feel it, hold it. It should be tangible. Most times we're not used to intangible results before we get the tangible and seeing the benefits of those results before. So for me, the intangible, intangible was happening inside of me already. I just Mm -hmm. didn't realize it until that moment where I actually reaffirmed what I had just said out loud and I didn't laugh. Mm. This is so powerful because I know there's, there were, there are women listening just now who are like, "Mm, mm, 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 mm." even though we're looking at you right here and you have done it right? You are, the proof is in the pudding right here. And, but yeah, but women have tried them and they've tried them for a couple of days. They tried them for a couple of weeks. And then they're just like, you know what? I just, this isn't working for me. Like it just, I don't feel it. Like it's not, I'm not buying into it. And, and like you said, I think that this defining message, if we're walking away from anything is one, this is 100% possible. And two, you've got to commit. Yes. You've got to commit. That's what this is all about. I have an affirmation that I say, and I mean, I really tap into it when a belief mindset comes in and it is, I am fully supported in all area of my life. Everything is working yes. out for me because let me tell you, I can easily go into a place of, oh, nothing's wor- nothing's working out. Look at me having to work so hard. I'm sacrificing for everybody. No one's supporting me right now. I mean, I just did the, the talk track just yeah. go take over. And so this is an affirmation that taps into the, one of the 
deepest limiting beliefs that I have. And it feels like I know it's powerful because it gives me shivers. And when I'm consistent with it, it is all working out for me. Always. Everybody is in my, is working in my favor, you know, but I think about like it, it taps into something that is so true because man, when that stuff comes up, when my stuff comes up, Ooh, I have to, I am so grateful to have this anchor to anchor onto, to just shut that business down. And that's so empowering. I'm sure for you that Mm -hmm. you're in that space where you can state that affirmation, get the goosebumps, the chill bumps and know like without a shadow of a doubt that everything that's supposed to work, it's working out in, in my good. Everything is as the way it's supposed to be. Like that's an empowering space to be in. But so many women don't even give themselves permission to get to that empowering space because they won't stay consistent with the affirmations. It's okay if you don't feel it immediately. It's okay if you don't get the goosebumps initially. Give yourself an opportunity. It's, it's almost like um, when a woman might be dating a guy and maybe she's not totally physically attracted to him. And they're like, but love will come. Like it'll come. <laughs> and sure enough, you talk to him 10 years later, it's like, I love him more than I've ever loved him before. And you fell in love with, right? Because those emotions got attached and and that impacted how you felt. The same is true, I believe, with, with the affirmations. It can feel kind of just like, oh God, why am I doing this initially? It's okay. You don't have to bash yourself because you feel that way. Everybody's not on this, you know, this level of, oh, I just, I said it and I got it. And it just, oh, it changed my life. It didn't work like that for me. Mm-hmm. Now though, I have so much pride every time I say affirmations now, and then I get to look at the manifestation that has happened because I kept saying it even before I believed it. Now I believe it. And it's a whole nother level of enlightenment. It's a whole nother level of energy that exudes from me because I've already seen the results that come from the affirmations. So in both situations, I still was the winner. I was a winner when I said it and I didn't believe it. And I'm a winner now, now that I do believe it because now I have the tangible results. So just do it. Sometimes we have to do things that we don't quite understand until we get to a space where we see some type of manifestation of it. And we're like, whoa. I am so glad I did that. It's almost like when you're on a healthy, healthy, uh, health and wellness journey. Like for me, I, re- I lost 105 pounds. I released, I don't like to say I lost because I don't want to find it again, but I released 105 <laughs> pounds. Yeah. I mean, I was eating more baked chicken, grilled fish than I ever wanted to eat. I'd cut out like most of my carbs and, you know, in terms of my, like my white flour stuff and sodas and sugary stuff. I didn't see it immediately. <laughs> I didn't see a hundred pounds come off immediately. But internally, I'm like, okay, something has to be happening different, even if it was just inches that I couldn't see on the scale. So I would get on the scale and it's like, oh, you didn't lose anything this week. And I'm like, what? I I haven't had any sugar. I had any cookies. I haven't. But inside, I kept going because I'm like, there's no way I could drastically change my eating that way and not get any results. And then as time went on and I stayed consistent, the pounds just start shedding. So I didn't have to worry about inches anymore. It was pounds that were coming off. And then once I saw those pounds come, I wanted more of it. So I kept doing the thing that I initially did that I didn't understand. Why didn't I see the results immediately? So the same way that physical transformation happens, even it's happening, even before you see the big numbers come off, the same thing is happening, happening mentally and internally with the affirmations that you're saying. Mm, I, I, so I'm so grateful that you shared that too, because yeah, I mean, the women, 
trying to release 15 pounds, trying to release 20 pounds, you know, they're, they're not They're you know, and you, know, you start to try to make those changes. You don't see the results. And you, like you said, I mean, Cheryl, if consistency is the name of the game. One little question about affirmations. I mean, I want to dive into so much of your incredible knowledge is do you, did, was it consistently every time of the day for you? Does it, is it getting where you fit in? I, you're just curious, like what you felt worked really well for you that allowed you to stay consistent? Uh, so what worked for me was getting my day started with the affirmations because, you know, life throws so much at you. And then through the course of the day, you don't know what's going to happen at the time. I was still working a full-time job. So I didn't have control over what was going to happen with a coworker or a supervisor or whatever might happen throughout the day. Right. And sometimes it can get crazy. So I wanted to be able to stand firm on something that was kind of kind of going to ground me and be my foundation for that day. And then, of course, you know, you turn on the news and there's bad news. And it's just so many things that life can throw your way that can distract your focus. Um, so for me, I wanted to get the, the top of my day. I pray, thank God for life and breath in my body. And I go straight into affirmations. And then I would get out the bed and get my day started. And for me, that just worked because I, I made sure I got it done. And I'm starting my morning off with something extremely positive so that for me, it felt like I was controlling the day and my emotions and how I was going to feel and how I was going to respond, not react throughout the day. Mm, I love it. You're just setting the tone. And you're also setting it with gratitude. Have you found that to be a really powerful source as well for, for us? Look, we could talk about gratitude for another 30 minutes, but we won't. But gratitude is so powerful. It, like It's that positive emotion um, that stems from when you are just so thankful and so appreciative for what you do have, for what is going right, um, for the some of the seemingly small things that we oftentimes just take for granted. And it allows you to shift your perspective, right? So when you're shifting your perspective on not what didn't go my way, what contract I didn't get in my business, or, oh, I ate healthy, but I didn't lose another pound, or whatever the thing is that's going on in your world in terms of negative, it allows you to shift the perspective and put the light, you know, it's like turn on a flashlight and shine the light specifically on what did go well and celebrating, look, even if you didn't get that pound off, I am so grateful that I had the willpower and the self-control not to put any fried food in my mouth today. Wow, like I'm so grateful for that. I'm so grateful that. And you fill in the blanks of what you're grateful for. And sometimes it's, it's a gratitude about, the things that you've been able to accomplish in the midst of challenges or in the midst of obstacles and, and setbacks. And then sometimes it's gratitude for just what you're experiencing around you. Sometimes it's gratitude for the fact that you are alive again another day and you get an opportunity to fix whatever didn't go well yesterday. Like that gratitude just, it really does encompass every aspect of your life. So for me, I know that when I'm grateful and for me, I keep a journal book, a gratitude journal book of what I'm grateful for every day because I never want to forget. And sometimes as humans, we can get really in our own space and our own stuff and we just become so you know, complacent and we complain and we whine about all the stuff we don't have. And you got to just stop and just realize how much you do have, especially in comparison to others. And so when I'm writing and I'm journaling, guess what's happening while I'm journaling? I'm writing my stuff out. I'm like, a smile starts to come to my face. I'm like, yeah. Right. Which means I'm a happier person. And my sister, I have a twin sister. We're biological twins. And she's a nurse by trade. She's been a nurse for 30 years. She always talks about releasing endorphins. Right. And the things that make you happier. And for me, journaling 
and a space of gratitude releases endorphins for me. I'm happy. I'm energized. I'm like, wow, look at all the stuff that's going right in my life. Look at all the stuff that went well today. Look at all the stuff that I could have gone without that I didn't have to go without today because I was blessed to have it. So it makes us happier. It's proven through studies that gratitude, it reduces our stress levels. It reduces depression. It allows us to sleep better. Why? Because you're more peaceful. You're less anxious. So you're getting that great deep sleep that my sister always talks about. You're coping with adversity better. You're just overall more optimistic. And that impacts everything in your life. So when I'm more optimistic, I'm more peaceful. Guess who gets the direct benefit of that? My husband, my children, my mom, my sister, my teammates um, and as a part of my business, everybody gets a better Cheryl. So gratitude, if I would say anything is mandatory, I would say gr- uh, gratitude should be the thing in your life that's mandatory, not optional. Mm, I love it. I, I just love the, I love the perspective. I love the breakdown of why it is so critical, why it can shift everything. That paired with affirmations, I mean, you can do them together. You can do one after the other, knock out your morning, set the tone for the day. Cheryl, honey, is there anything else that we should take into consideration? These are such powerful, like if we are implementing these on a day-to-day basis, we'll start to see shifts and changes over time. But is there anything else that we should maybe consider thinking about doing? Besides, I mean, obviously going and checking you out. Like <laughs> if, you want, if you want the big transformation. I, you know what I would say more than anything? Um, yeah, just keep showing up in the world as the authentic you and knowing that you are so amazing just as you are, even while you're working on your stuff. All of us got stuff that we're working on. All of us have imperfections and flaws and negativity that creeps back in sometimes or tries to creep back in and be the loudest voice in our minds. But you are more powerful than you know, even in spite of Afri- and even in spite of of your flaws, your imperfections, even in spite of faults that you have and failures that you experience and challenges that you are more powerful than, you know, and I would just challenge you to stand in the power of your ability to choose over and over and over again, who you're going to be, to choose that you're going to work on your mindset and your belief system about who you get to be in the world. And if who you choose to be and who you get to be is making other people better, and is demonstrating more peace and more love and more joy and more happiness because the world needs that right now, then kudos to you for sticking with it. And maybe you didn't get it 100% right today. Maybe you only got it 80% right. But guess what? Hopefully tomorrow you'll get another opportunity. So just embrace every opportunity, which means you embrace every day that you wake up and get to try again. Mm. Oh, it's so, so powerful. Gosh, yeah. you know, even as we're, because we're, we're always working on ourselves, even as we're working on ourselves to just to maintain that, I think it, that that's what transforms us to that next place. Absolutely. Oh, what a gift. What a gift to have you on. What a gift to, for your authenticity, for your realness, for your just like, this is what it really looks like. You yeah. know, <laughs> you know, this is, this is what, the, this is the action of it to get yeah. there. And this is what, even in the moments where you're wondering if it's not working, it's working on a cellular level, something's going down. Something's yes. happening for you. I love that. Something's going down. <laughs> Real honey, where can we go and get more of you? Where do you want us to go and check you out? Uh, you can go to my website at CherylEmpowers.com. Stay connected with me, with my community there. And you can find me all across social media at Cheryl Empowers. I would love to connect. Yes, I do respond to DMs. If you want to DM me and connect on a deeper level, have some conversation, let's do it. Like I, my, my goal is to have global impact and global reach. 
um, where I am able to touch your life. You're able to touch my life with your gift. I mean, it's a beautiful thing that we all should avail ourselves of. So let's, let's connect. Yes, 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 yes. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for having me. Mm-hmm. Whoa, talk about bringing the business on how to cultivate a mindset and then taking action from that place, right? It's not always easy, but it is totally worth it. What I love so much about Dr. Cheryl Wood is that she is real and she brings so much positive energy to how to paint that picture on not only where to start, but then how to consistently be doing the work to make our dreams a reality. Because I believe that each and every one of us, we have the ability, we have all the, we have all the tools really at our disposal to make the changes that we want to create a life that we love. That I believe wholeheartedly. And bringing on amazing women like Dr. Cheryl Wood really just opens up the door for that possibility. Now, there is so much more good stuff to unpack with Dr. Cheryl Wood that I cannot wait for you to go and check her out at CherylEmpowers.com. On her website, you're going to learn all about her. She has an amazing guide that you can download. I mean, everything you could possibly want to really get started with her is there. So do yourself a favor, go and check her out. The link will be in the show notes. And as always, thank you so much for listening in on the Essentially You podcast. If you are loving this show and the speakers and the shorties, definitely subscribe. This show is all about providing tools to rock your hormones and feel amazing in your body. And if there's somebody who needs to hear this sweet, amazing episode today, screenshot it, send it on over via text message, let them know about it. That way we continue to support the women in our lives and spread the word about hormone literacy. Until the next episode, have an amazing day.